Welcome back, podcast family and friends. Welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain. Hey, great to have you with me again on episode 189 of our podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming in life's everyday challenges. It's a privilege to have you with me again. Would you consider leaving a review wherever you may be listening and share this with your friends and uh, just give us a, a rating as well. That would really, really help me and that would be a great gift that you could give to to me and to our podcast family. So thank you for doing that. <clears throat> if you want to know more about me, check out LanceBain.com, L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E.com. There you'll find many other resources and we can communicate by email. You can stream the podcast from there. You can find the multiple platforms that we are uh, where we are available and would just uh, be a real privilege for you to do that and check it out and let me hear from you. To our new listeners, thank you so much for spending this uh, time with us. I hope today adds value to you and to our regular listeners. Thank you for for plugging in with us <laughs> week after week, episode after episode. I, I really, really enjoy having you with me. Hey, today I want to talk about on episode 189, learning to navigate conflict, learning to navigate conflict. When you're a leader, conflict is inevitable. You're married, conflict is inevitable. You have friends, conflict is inevitable. Unless you live on a remote island all by yourself, conflict is inevitable. And even, even as I say that, we usually have conflict within our own mind and conflict with ourselves. <laughs> so we're not going to go away from conflict, are we? And leadership is so important on how to navigate conflict. How do we navigate it in a way that can win for everybody involved? Compromise is engaged. And I came across a definition of conflict many years ago by Danny Silk, an author of a book, Keep Your Love On, as well as many other books. And I loved his definition. And today we're going to use that as our springboard for learning to navigate conflict. I want to recommend to you Danny's book, Keep Your Love On. It talks about three main categories, connection, communication, and boundaries, which are all essential whenever you're navigating conflict. But just because you can navigate conflict well, just because you may find a resolution, a solution that involves compromise, collaboration, win-win scenarios, it doesn't mean that you have to let down your, your boundaries. And boundaries aren't meant to be walls that just keep people out and cause us to live in isolation, I like to think of boundaries more as a bridge. And on my side of the bridge is a gate, and I can either let you in or I can keep you out. But there is a way, a bridge for us to access each other and to maintain connection. I would also not only recommend Danny's book, Keep Your Love On, and there are many, many books out there, but I would also recommend a book called More Than Words by John Howard it's a fantastic book. I kind of dabble in and out of it. What I've read so far has been very, very helpful. Now, for my Christian friends that are listening, it's not a Christian book, so you're going to get stories and uh, anecdotes and data on the types of relationships that are not always um, endorsed by the Christian community. But the but the science behind it is 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 valid and factual and relevant. And there's a couple of things I want to share with you as we break, break into this idea of learning to navigate conflict. Just in the foreword, written by Stan Tatkin, who is an author himself, he says, Good communication and connection require full presence 
and attention to our partner or to the other person and consideration of self and the other at the same time. That is really difficult to do in conflict because often in conflict we're flooded with emotions, anxiety, fear, control, anger, whatever it may be. And when that happens, it's easy to lose the perspective and the consideration of another person. We don't actually want to be fully present because we can hide behind our self-protecting walls of judgment or anxiety or distancing or disconnection. The author goes on to say in just the very beginning of the book, John Howard, he says, so what's the difference between communication and connection? Communication is talking about things, whereas connection is creating an emotional bond in the moment. He also says, with communication, you might trade perspectives and engage in some debate and disagreement as to the right way to do things. But with connection, you return to the feeling of closeness that defines your purpose for being together. Prioritizing connection reminds us that the core task in this relationship is to care about each other, not be right or have everything the way we want. Connection solves what communication can't because it breaks through emotionally. Isn't that powerful? It's such an amazing thought when we think about navigating conflict. You know, what I want to share with you today in navigating conflict is a conversation. It's about communication. But the reason I give us these quotes and these thoughts about connection is because connection has to be what you're protecting in the confrontation, in the conflict. And so let me give you um, a four-part working definition of confrontation, and then I will briefly talk through each one. This definition comes from Danny Silk. His website is lovingonpurpose.com. What is confrontation? Confrontation is a respectful conversation between two powerful people that addresses a specific issue that is hurting connection for the purpose of achieving mutual understanding of the issue and building a plan plan to adjust, understand, and meet the needs of the relationship, resulting in a stronger relationship. Now, I paused in between the parts. Let me just read it again as a whole, and then we'll dig into each part. Confrontation. It is a respectful conversation between two powerful people that addresses a specific issue that is hurting connection for the purpose of achieving mutual understanding of the issue and building a plan to adjust, understand, and meet the needs of the relationship, resulting in a stronger relationship. I kind of knock on wood here a little my wife and I, we've been married 30, almost 33 years, and we were chatting last week, and we can't remember the last time we really had an argument. And part of it is because we don't wait until the emotions are so strong that we need to have an argument. We learn how to preempt passionate, emotional, difficult confrontation by simply having a respectful conversation. For many of us, we have learned confrontation through the way that we were raised. So let me talk about The first part of what is confrontation, it is a respectful conversation between two powerful people. Now that, you may not recognize that the person you're in conflict with is powerful. Organizationally, they may not be where you are on the org chart, they may not have as much organizational authority, power, or decision making, but it is another human being. And we have to keep that in mind. And so if this is your spouse, a coworker, someone in ministry in your small group, you're having a conversation between two powerful people. 
That doesn't mean two powerful people are always going to show up. It doesn't mean each person sees themselves as powerful. It may also mean that we misinterpret powerful as dominant or or a dictator, and that's not true. When we talk about a respectful conversation between two powerful people, we're talking about utilizing emotional quotient. Do not use email or digital media to resolve a conflict. And how do you know if you should do that? Well, if you're concerned about being misunderstood, do not use email or digital media. If there's lots of emotion in your heart or in their heart, then do not use digital media or email. If this is of an important and urgent nature, if at all possible, do not use email or the digital media. Make a phone call or schedule a face-to-face conflict. It's important you need to remember and I need to remember that we rely on nonverbal communication such as tone, body language, etc., eye contact. Dr. Howard talks about in his book how our, our nervous system is immediately scanning the environment for where do we feel safe and where is there a threat. And often our nervous system uses nonverbal communication cues as measuring if this place is safe or if it is dangerous. Powerful people control themselves and they protect the relationship by demonstrating vulnerability and emotional honesty. I was told recently of a story of a leader that was having to mediate a conflict between two friends. And the more the conversation went on, the more honest it became until one of the parties was able to recognize that how I'm treating other people is rooted in an issue in my past at which I've been trying to prove things to other people as a reaction to what happened in my past. Friends, I want you to know that you can learn to navigate conflict, and while it may not always feel comfortable, it can always be helpful. So here's the second part of our, con- of, uh, our definition of confrontation. We've discussed a respectful conversation between two powerful people that addresses a specific issue that is hurting connection. That is hurting connection. I I go back often to the More Than Words book, and I'm reminded of what Mr. Howard says in his book. Prioritizing connection reminds us that the core task in the relationship is to care about each other, not to be right or have everything the way we want. (laughs) sometimes I want to be right and sometimes you want to be right sometimes we want what we want and caring for the other person that becomes a, a less of a priority connection solves what communication can't because connection breaks through emotionally see we have to redefine confrontation that it's not an argument it's not a power struggle it's not I win and you lose or you lo- you win and I lose it's not you lose I lose It needs to be a win-win. This is hard work. It is hard work. It takes the transformation of the heart. It takes the renewing of the mind. It takes courage. It takes security. It takes diplomacy. It takes an unbelievable amount of presence and emotional awareness and self-awareness and the ability to name these things, to label these things, and to navigate these things. Again, I love what Danny Silk says because I found it to be true. He says, one of the most difficult things to do is to ask another person for what you need without pointing the finger. He said, what do you mean by that, Lance? How do I ask another person for what I need without pointing the finger? I don't sure I fully understand that statement. You never listen. 
That's pointing the finger. That is a pointing the finger statement at someone and saying, you never listen to me or to what I want. And you may be thinking, well, that's true. They don't listen. How should I say that? Here's a better way, I think, of saying that because it addresses the specific issue that's hurting connection. I don't feel heard. I don't feel trusted. I feel hurt by that. I feel angry by that. Oftentimes in my family and my leadership environment, people can say things like, they just made me angry. And I'm thinking, who gave them the remote control to push the anger button at your heart and make you angry? They might have contributed to you getting angry, but you chose anger. I chose anger. I chose sadness. I chose these things. Yes, sometimes they're subconscious and immediate psychological reflective reactions. And just like, boom, they happen in a moment. But you can grab a hold of that. And you can recognize that there are specific issues that are hurting connection. So prepare for I statements. Avoid you statements. And make sure you address a specific issue, not someone's history. It's important that you don't bring up, well, you know, last month, last quarter, last year, you know, three years ago, this thing happened. You have to move past that past. you got to forgive it and move on from it and address a specific issue that's affecting and hurting connection right now. So you want to have a respectful conversation between two powerful people that addresses a specific issue that is hurting connection. Now, why do you want to do that? Here is the third part of our definition. For the purpose of achieving mutual understanding of the issue, the issue that is hurting connection, and then build a plan to adjust, to understand, and to meet the needs of the relationship. Wow. Man, I love that. Golly, I'm just getting excited just looking at that, thinking about that. I love connection. We're all hardwired for connection. We're all hardwired to care about each other. We need, as Mr. Howard says in his book, human-to-human physical and emotional contact to feel connected even in this technological age. We need connection from other people. We are hardwired for this connection. It fosters a sense of security and safety and belonging and significance. And having these kinds of relationships that can navigate conflict is so powerful and so attractive. And so the reason we're going to have a respectful conversation that addresses a specific issue that they perceive as hurting connection It's because we want to achieve mutual understanding of that issue. We need mutual understanding, not just me understanding or you understanding, but together we are understanding. So two items of information that need to be talked about and understood are what's the problem and what do I need? What's the problem and what do I need? What do you need and what's the problem as you see it? And then I would encourage you to construct an I statement. I feel blank an emotion. When blank happens, that's a behavior, I need blank in this relationship. I feel ignored when you get on your phone and we're having an, what I believe is an important conversation. I need you to put all devices away and, and face me and look me in the eye and listen to what I'm saying. That's an I statement, constructed. I feel blank in emotion when blank behavior happens, and I need blank in this relationship. It can be an emotion and or behavior. This I statement and identifying the problem and what you need begins to help you develop the plan so you can adjust, understand, 
and meet the needs of the relationship. Here's the last part. Resulting in a stronger relationship. It's a respectful conversation between two powerful people that addresses a specific issue that is hurting connection. And it is for the purpose of achieving mutual understanding of the issue and building a plan to adjust, understand, and meet the needs of the relationship, resulting in a stronger relationship. Isn't that what we want? Could you imagine what your leadership environment would look like if we could all navigate conflict well? And learn to do it in a way that's win-win. Sometimes it can be solved in an immediate conversation. It may take multiple conversations. And it takes a lot of hard work. And maybe you need a third-party mediator. Maybe you can do it. Maybe you can just tell these folks to go have a conversation with them by themselves. And you can trust that they will have a respectful, meaningful conversation and honor and respect each other as powerful people. The result is a stronger relationship. I think about my own organization and that the strength of our organization can be measured by the strength of our relationships. You can have joy. You can have trust. You can have honesty. You can have synergy in stronger relationships. And relationships, they're just worth it. They're worth it for us to master how to navigate conflict well. It's critical. You may be in a conflict now. You may have some internal angst, some internal feelings or disconnection or anger or resentment or some other sort of emotion towards another person or group of people. I want to encourage you to practice the art of forgiveness and learn how to have a brave conversation. And it is these four parts. And so I would encourage you to break this idea down into four parts. Write it out, type it out, do whatever you need to do, and begin to explore what each one of them would look like for you when you want to grow in a grow in the skill of having um, helpful, life-giving confrontation, conflict conversations. Part one, a respectful conversation is between two powerful people. Confrontation is a respectful conversation between two powerful people. Explore that. What does it mean to be powerful? What does it mean to be healthy? What do you need to see the other person as healthy and powerful, even if their behavior is a little ugly? That addresses a specific issue that's hurting connection. Take some time to think about it and name and label what is the specific issue. Think of your I statements and address something specific, not history. It's for the purpose of achieving mutual understanding of the issue. Building a plan to adjust, understand, and meet the needs of the relationship. We didn't even address the idea of listening today, which is critical to having wonderful and helpful uh, navigation of conflict. You have to have mutual understanding, which means you have to listen. You might enjoy Oscar Tremboli's book, Deep Listening. Simple little book to read. Fantastic content on the power and the transformational nature of listening. And then resulting in a stronger relationship. That's what we want. I want a stronger relationship with my wife, with my kids, with my coworkers, with my team, with my volunteers and the organization. And learning to navigate conflict well can help you do it. That's a lot of content, and people have written many books on this, and we just sort of blew through it in 19 minutes. But I, I wanted to give you a basic framework of something you can explore. I, do a, I take this um, four-part definition, and I do a four-part series on it. 
some of the podcasts that I recommend to others more than any other podcast I've done on 189 episodes, I recommend a four-part series on conflict and the beauty of human relationships. It starts somewhere around episode 17 or 18, 16, 17, 18, goes that far back. And it's a four-part series where I take an entire podcast on each aspect of this definition. And I would encourage you to maybe go back and listen to that for a fuller understanding of what it means to navigate conflict well. This is so important. Maybe one of the most important issues. It's about connection. It's about communication. It's about protecting that connection and caring for each other. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. I hope today was helpful. Hope it adds some value for you. Learning to navigate conflict. I believe in you. You can do it. And until we talk again, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay hopeful. And I'll talk to you soon.